0: Hey listeners, Kyle a.k.a. Player 2 from Arcade Bros. You are enjoying another show from the Four-Eyed Radio Network, The Fern. For more shows, visit foureyedradio.com. Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is the supplemental episode, A Balance of Terror. This episode is being recorded on November 14th, 2013. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. This
1: episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, Cut vinyl and more, visit AmericaJoy.com.
0: Hello once again, Eric.
1: Hello once again, Aaron.
0: <laughs> so it seems like we just recorded an episode not too last, long
1: ago. Last week, in fact.
0: But it was a long time in between. So we're making the other episode. So we're making up <laughs> for it. This is a supplemental episode, so those of you who aren't familiar with our supplemental episodes... We take an episode of Star Trek, and we basically are putting a commentary track that you can play along with an episode.
1: Yes, and we've done one for Voyager's Endgame. Mm-hmm. You did one with Eric Dewey for Yesterday's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So now we are going to do the classic original series episode, A Balance of Terror.
0: And I didn't realize it was... Episode 15 of the original series, um, I I thought it was later on.
1: I actually thought it was earlier really? in the show. Yeah. It's it, hard to keep track of when these episodes happened. I knew it was in the first season, mm-hmm. but I I thought it was much earlier in the season.
0: It's a really great episode.
1: Yes, as we will soon find out.
0: Indeed we will.
1: So how this works is we'll tell you when to hit play, whether you're watching on Netflix or a DVD. We recommend Netflix or DVD just because if you watch on Hulu, you're going to get commercial breaks, Mm -hmm. and that will disrupt uh, your viewing enjoyment while you listen to us.
0: It will. And I believe we're watching the remastered versions of the episode?
1: Yeah, so those are available on the Blu-rays, um, the remastered DVD, and also Netflix. So if you're watching one of the older ones, we apologize, but you know we'll probably be commenting at the new effects at some mm-hmm.
0: point. So, without further ado, let's get ready to press play on the count of three. All right. Okay. One, two,
1: three. Ah, the classic shot of the Enterprise.
0: Isn't she a beaut? She is.
1: I think this is the first time we see a wedding ceremony in Star Trek.
0: I believe you're right. Is that a camera? Oh, it is a camera.
1: It is. I didn't notice that before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. That's
1: That's a pretty pretty, big camera.
0: Yeah, well... Everything's a little bigger in the original series.
1: That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) These remastered episodes look
0: gorgeous. They really do. It's really cool to see that they have a chapel aboard the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, I think they have it for all of the Enterprises, but this is the first time we actually see one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, if you notice, there's the lighting effect on Kirk's eyes uh, where they've got that like light band across his eyes. Oh, yeah. That's like a classic 50s and 60s. And interestingly enough, they did that in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek on Bruce Greenwood. When he first says, like, punch it, you can see that same lighting effect on his eyes. And that's a callback to this original series. Oh my God, we're having a wedding here. <laughs>
0: Uh, the music of the original series is awesome too.
2: It
1: really is. I think this is one of the few times we get to see the command gold dress on a female officer. Mm. so as as the bride was
0: wearing right. This looks so much better, remastered.
1: (laughs) It does. I Honestly, I love the original effects because, I mean, it's the original. It's what they had to Mm -hmm. work with. And even the original effects looked amazing. But with these remastered versions, it just looks so much better. And I'm glad that they were able to... Honor the original shots by matching them shot for shot.
0: Right. Verified.
1: Sounded kind of ominous. (laughs) Indeed, Scotty knows what's up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) And this will be the first episode that we see Romulans. Yes. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that graphic looks pretty much the same as it did in the original series.
1: Yeah, it looks like they kept that the same. I wish they did graphics like that more on the view screen.
2: Mm.
0: So that blinking dot is the Enterprise?
1: Yes. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: this line is the most controversial in Star Trek amongst mm-hmm. the fans because that pretty much says that what happened in Enterprise shouldn't have happened right. but you can construe Spock's statements in different ways you could and uh. I do
2: to justify <laughs> <by> Enterprise <laughs> right
0: Is Spock's lips blue? Or um, was that just the lighting? I'll
1: have to double check. It could be his makeup because they did try to have him with a green sheen because mm-hmm. of his blood. So it could be. Oh no, I think that was lighting.
2: Okay. oh snap
0: in the space service
1: yeah that could be pretty general
0: right I'm not quite sure if do they mention Starfleet at all yet it might not have been
1: yeah yeah might not have been a term that they used I like the actor that portrayed Styles. I think he did a really good job with you know what's to come in this episode.
0: Right. Good foreshadowing.
1: Yeah. And it's to note at this point in the show, um, they don't know that the Romulans are related to Vulcans.
0: right. Which I kind of have an issue with the JJ-verse. How they didn't really react when they saw Romulans on the
2: ship.
1: they didn't react immediately, but Spock does says the line that, well, now Romulans are clearly related to Vulcans. And, like, so they acknowledge that they didn't know that Romulans looked like Vulcans before. Hmm. If if you read Spock's line, okay. like he says, well now we know that clearly there is a direct line of heritage between Vulcans and Romulans. So <laughs> I thought this was a great scene to have. Um, This new couple that we saw in the beginning of the episode to have them be, you know, to see their story throughout all of this, Mm -hmm. it gives more of a face to the lower members of the crew, which we don't see often.
0: I think the next time the neutral zone is, or outposts on the neutral zone are attacked, are by the Borg.
1: In the next generation, yeah.
0: Yeah. That doesn't look like a patch. It looks more like a a metal pin that he's wearing.
1: Oh, interesting. But it's still different from Enterprises, right? It could just be a really thick patch. Yeah, I think that's a patch. It, Oh snap it's it's Romulans, oh
0: oh, those effects are so much better, <laughs> yeah, they are <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: I actually wish that they did the more of the warbling quote or cloak. The that they did. Yeah, yeah. A this just distortion. kind of like fades out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I we could. might be able to contribute that to primitive cloaking. True. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it might have been more of a tip to the hat to the original. Um, Effect.
1: The original effects?
2: uh.
0: Yeah.
1: I've always liked that blue light around the view screen of the Enterprise.
2: Hmm.
0: Now, they had cloaking technology in Enterprise, right? Some species did. Didn't the Romulans in the episode with that mine?
1: Yes, but... Enterprise was able to detect right through it because Mm -hmm. they used the Sulaban cloaking scanners that they got in the premiere. I see. I always liked it when Spot called uh, Captain Kirk Jim. Mm hmm.
0: You can tell he wants revenge.
1: Yeah, immediately. He's like, let's just kill these bastards. <laughs> and I think Kirk knows that, too. Mm.
0: He's so overt about it.
1: Yeah. That's kind of a bold assumption.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty large leap. <laughs> How would they have gotten aboard undetected? Right. Oh, here we go. Uh Uh-oh. The reveal. So suspenseful. More of that lighting.
2: Oh
1: my god.
0: They look like Vulcans.
1: love that shot on Spock he's like, what the <laughs> but Spock right now he looked like he just got visual confirmation on what Vulcans suspected mmm And Stiles is giving Spock the dead stare. Spock's like, what?
0: (laughs) I didn't do anything.
1: I didn't do it.
2: (laughs) Oh... (laughs)
0: and that's uh, during the 60s that's a pretty powerful line
1: yeah it really is and that's probably one of my favorite lines in the entire uh, original series I agree And you know, if Kirk called you Mister, you were in trouble.
0: (laughs) I see it. I like the design of the Robin Lynn Bird of Prey.
1: I do too. And I wish we got a more futuristic design of that, aside from Enterprise, but like in the next generation time.
0: Mm. Right, there were no Bird of Preys in the TNG era.
1: Right, they were called uh, warbirds. Bird of Preys were Klingons at that point.
0: Right, and the only smaller ships looked like just smaller birds of prey. I mean, sorry, smaller warbirds.
2: Yeah.
1: The Romulan commander is played by Mark Leonard, who would go on to later play Spock's father, Sarek.
0: I guess you like the prosthetic ears, I guess so <laughs> pulled it off well and you notice the helmets that the oh wait
2: primul-
1: oh. that that guy right there that just spoke mm-hmm. Lawrence Montagain, he would play stan in a mock time
0: mm-hmm. Uh, These helmets, uh, they're wearing them uh, to hide the ears, so they didn't need to do the prosthetic ears. And we'll again see them on Vulcans in future episodes. Right. See, his lips are bluish as well. I
1: think it could be the lighting in the room. Maybe. What I like about their costumes, that distinct, uh, like, checker patterning, I like that Romulans in the future still keep that style, just modified, and we see that in Next Generation and more closely resembling this in Nemesis.
0: Right. I believe the sashes denote uh, position
2: or Mm -hmm. rank.
1: Funny how we never hear that again in Star Trek.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a leather-bound book on the table.
1: That's another line that is heavily debated among truckies.
0: Right. You would need some kind of warp power in order to transverse the <laughs> uh, amount of space in between right. the neutral zone and Romulus.
1: I like how he assumes that Spock is the master of knowledge on the Romulans, but I don't know. He his bigotry is really coming through.
2: Yeah. mm
0: that's one of the first times we see a a delay in communications, I think,
1: yeah. <laughs> What was that book that he was passing between Scott? Uh,
2: Scott. I don't know.
0: Is that a hazmat suit?
1: (laughs) Standard engineering suit. I mean we see those like in the movies they have those like radiation suits
0: that's true
1: It's interesting when you're really analyzing these episodes what things you pick up
0: right This episode really reminds me of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan.
1: Yeah, with the cat and mouse game between the ships. and mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Their bridge is very alien compared to Starfleet bridges
1: yeah it's a totally different layout where everyone's kind of centered on one focal point it's interesting to note however that they have viewing screens kind of like Spock's science station
2: mhm
1: and now here's the tie in to enterprise the nx01 to paul's science station had that and mm-hmm she referred to that as like a Vulcan sensing device. So when, like, when it was like that was a Vulcan upgrade to Enterprise for her science station because it had all of the uh, Vulcan text when she looked into it, there Mm -hmm. was one shot. So I think that's kind of like a subtle design thing where even the Romulans have these. So that style of scientific viewer goes back through Vulcan, and that shows another tie with the Romulans. Mm. That's just my speculation, but it's kind of nice to see that these designers really keep that together.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, here's kind of an error, because they say those are phasers, but they're firing out of the torpedo tubes, uh and the phasers are acting like death charges here. Right. So that's kind of a Oh, kind of an error on their part.
0: Yeah. And this is one of the only times we have that the order is given by the captain and then passed down and we see that chain of of sequence going on. Right. Instead of like Kirk just ordering Sulu to fire phasers.
1: Although the episode, the Corbinite maneuver comes close because uh, Bailey had phaser drills. Mm-hmm. And I think doing those orders, it really gives the episode like the submarine versus destroyer feel that we get right. in this episode.
0: I think the acting in this scene is really good. Um,
1: Yeah, it really shows the intensity of this whole situation.
0: Because sometimes it can come across as campy, um, the original series.
1: No, this is one of the great episodes of the original series that really plays that serious... Non camp feel. Mm -hmm. They had a really large cast with this episode.
0: Right. I believe these are plasma based weapons, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes.
1: And this is one of those times where we sense that maybe there might have been something between Rand and Kirk. Mm -hmm. Unless she's just really scared and he's totally (laughs) taken advantage of that.
0: Well, it's, you know, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the nick of time, Spock.
1: That shot's recycled a few times in Star Trek, with uh, Sulu looking back. Mm. That shot of the war bird or the bird of prey was actually a new shot uh, created, mm. so it wasn't based on an existing shot in the last episode or in the non-remastered episode.
0: Gotcha. It was cool to see the hull plates, you could see that it wasn't just all one sheet, it's uh, different sections.
1: See, that doesn't support Scotty's, you know, that they're simply impulse because, sure, the Romulans got away, but the Enterprise is using maximum warp to catch up with them.
0: Right. yeah these these phasers are more like the phasers that we would see in the jj verse where they're just bolts or like yeah. the uh defiant has the phaser they're pulse hands. phasers yeah
1: The interplay and the strategy between these two captains who never talk face-to-face, it's more like a battle of the minds. Mm. And even though this is the first appearance of the Romulans, they're really establishing their cunning nature Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that will be standard throughout the series. Right.
0: I'm pretty sure this is the only instance that we see the Bird of Prey. In subsequent episodes, we see the D7 class from the Klingons used by the Romulans.
1: Right. Which a lot of fans speculate was a joint venture between the Klingons and the Romulans. Right.
0: It just went very dark.
1: They're cutting power. Uh,
0: that would explain it.
1: <laughs> Kirk just mentioned that. <laughs> Pay attention, Aaron.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, they're running silent. I see. Yeah.
1: Although, I don't think he needs to whisper.
0: <laughs> well, I've seen in submarine movies when they do that as well. It's to
1: add to the tension. Yeah. Well you just said nine hours. They're really playing a waiting game.
0: Hello Captain. Love that smirk.
1: so great to see the captain struggling with his choice.
0: Uh, it's a drink equation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: that depends
2: <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> there's so much tension going
0: on yeah this is just like a submarine movie.
1: Funny you should say that because the plot of this episode is based on the 1957 movie The Enemy Below with the Enterprise taking part of an American Destroyer and the Bird of Prey with its cloaking device taking part of a submarine. Oh, The director of this episode had seen the film but only noticed the differences later when this was pointed out to him. He commented, obviously, it's the same story. The director may have also been inspired by another submarine film called Run Silent, Run Deep.
0: I'll have to watch these movies.
1: Yeah. In that movie, there was a similar plot thread of an officer longing for vengeance as well as the tactic of releasing wreckage and bodies from a damaged vessel in order to mislead the opposing ship.
0: Shouldn't he know that there's a nuclear warhead aboard, since he's the commanding officer?
2: Well, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe he's too busy leading to, you know, know a total account of everything on the ship.
0: Well. It- The ship isn't that big. (laughs) Details. Look at the the bridge. (laughs) Look at the size of the bridge. I think they designed it to look like a submarine bridge. Or to mimic what you would think a submarine would look like. With instead of the periscope coming down, you have those um viewers in the center. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you'd like to fire some weapons at the Romulan <laughs> styles. <laughs> and Uhura takes navigation.
0: Who's gonna do communications? so we'll stay here and fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the Romulan commander is more concerned about getting home and wasting that energy. But he has been convinced.
0: Well, he'd probably be be killed if he doesn't
1: yeah that's true (laughs) wow styles you got some balls telling that to your you know commander
0: block to the rescue. You don't need two people.
1: No, no you don't.
0: Spock's breathing in toxic fumes and pressing buttons. That's a good shot.
1: Yeah, it was
2: really cool.
1: You're right. I do get a Wrath of Khan feel from this episode. Heavily,
0: yeah, especially right now, (laughs) yeah. oh man they should That's, do that in the JJ verse I love that.
1: they have such great respect for each other even though they're in this horrible situation
0: How many nuclear devices do they have?
1: Um, The other lieutenant or whatever said that they carried a few nuclear devices on board to self-detonate the ship. Okay. So they just used one of those to do the Enterprise and the rest that he used to blow up.
0: And then, then Style sees the error in his ways.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, and then the painful, painful realization that they did lose someone. She's praying, so that's one of the few times in Star Trek we see religion come into play on the human side. That's true. I think we talked about that in our religion episode. Indeed. What a great episode.
0: It really is one of my favorites of the original series.
1: I would place it in my top top 5 original series episodes. I could watch this one forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's weird cuz when I was younger, I I didn't really like the original series but this was one of the few episodes that I would watch Mm -hmm. and like.
1: Yeah, I've probably seen this episode 10 or 15 times. It's really good.
0: Indeed. So I hope everyone enjoyed our little commentary there.
1: Yes. Yes. Maybe email us for suggestions of episodes you might want to hear some commentary on.
0: But uh, until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. Live long and prosper.
1: Thanks for watching. It's episode time.
0: You've been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on facebook.com/sfescapepod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com. Hi, this is Jeff from the 12A Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please make sure to check out more on 4EdRadio.com.